Hello, everyone, and welcome to the True Potential Running Podcast. I'm Coach Larry, and today I'm going to be talking about one of the most common running injuries that many runners face, and that is shin splints. I'm going to talk about what shin splints is, how to heal from your shin splints, and how to return safely back to running. So shin splints, it's one of the most common running injuries that so many runners face. I've actually dealt with it myself in my running career, and I've coached several runners that have also dealt with it. About 30 to 40% of runners, I would say, do get some sort of shin pain throughout a given year. Shin splints, it's also referred to as medial or anterior tibial stress syndrome, but it just depends on where the pain is located. Um, Most of the time, it's normally very tender to touch and often hurts when your foot impacts the ground while you're running. So it's really important to think of your bones and your muscles as living tissue, and they are in this constant balance of breakdown and repair. So when the damage from repeated impact from running or another activity builds up faster than it can be repaired, these microscopic tears and cracks begin to form. So essentially, shin splints occurs when your muscles, your tendons, and bone tissue become too overworked, mainly because runners are increasing their running volume or their intensity too soon, or they are just not taking the proper rest they need, which results in these greater impact forces on the body and on your shins. There have been a lot of studies that have actually linked some biomechanical habits to higher risks of developing shin splints. Um, One of these is just having a very narrow step width. So one thing that you can do to kind of measure your step width, it's really easy if you live in an area that gets snow every year. Um, Next time you're out on a run, just look at your tracks in the snow and see if there is a space width-wise in between your steps. You definitely want to have a couple inches. If you're finding that your step width is too narrow, try to widen it out just a little bit. And also, just having a very low cadence can also increase the likelihood of you getting shin splints. So the very first and most important thing you need to know is that you should not ignore the pain. The pain is a message from your body telling you that something is wrong. So don't ignore that signal. Listen to it. Listen to your body and just start addressing the issue before it turns into something worse. Shin splints, it's an injury that happens to a lot of newer runners also. One reason is because they are very motivated early on or at the beginning of a training cycle and they want to start working hard and hammering out a bunch of miles or doing a lot of hard workouts or they're just running hard every single day. So when these newer runners, you know, their motivation is really high, it can lead to shin splints uh, coming up quickly and more aggressively. Something else that I think is pretty interesting that I was looking at is that your cardiorespiratory system, so your heart, your lungs, it all adapts to running much faster than your bones do and than your muscles do. So your breathing may start to get much better after just a couple weeks of consistent running and you may not be feeling as tired or fatigued overall because cardiovascularly, you're becoming stronger, but your bones and your muscles aren't quite caught up like your cardiorespiratory system. So you have to allow your musculoskeletal system time to adapt properly. 
Um, if you've been running for a few days or a few weeks and you're starting to experience pain along your shin for two days in a row is kind of my rule of thumb. It's time to start considering the chances of it being me- medial tibial stress syndrome or shin splints. So at this point, it's pretty easy to self-diagnose because you'll feel something like a throbbing sensation or every time you take a step, it's going to feel like someone is hitting you across the shin. But the good news is, if treated early and properly, it can be reversed before it turns into a bigger issue like a stress fracture. So now that you've decided that the pain you're feeling is shin splints, and of course it's always best to get it checked out by a doctor or physical therapist just to make sure it's nothing bigger, but most likely it is just shin splints, and the first thing you need to do is back Uh, To get back on the road to recovery and back to running like you want to is to rest and reduce your level of activity immediately. So I'm going to say it again because it's super important. But the first thing you need to do if you think you have shin splints is to bring down your level of activity and intensity. If treatment begins soon enough, uh, you could be back to normal running in about two weeks. I always recommend taking one week off completely from running as you start to feel those shin splints pains lasting for two days in a row. So during that first week off of no running, you can still do non-weight-bearing activities like swimming, biking, using an elliptical, just to help keep your cardio up. But that time of no running is going to allow your body just to heal, which is the main goal for that first week. The absolute worst thing that you can do during this time is to keep running through the pain because that's just going to delay the healing process or potentially make things even worse. And unfortunately, that's exactly what I did the first time I had shin splints. I was back in high school um, and it was, you know, an injury that I had been dealing with for months because I was trying to run through it and I would never take off more than a day or two in a row because I was afraid to lose fitness or just start to um, get worse at running. But studies have shown that you lose very little fitness uh, when you're just not running for a week or two weeks. And that percentage is basically zero if you're cross-training during that time. So as I mentioned, after taking that whole first week completely off with no running and just focusing on cross-training, the second week you can actually start to incorporate things like strength training and a little more stretching just to help build up that protection against the injury. You can do things like single leg balances where you're just balancing on one foot. And I recommend doing it barefoot in your house or something because that's going to really work these different muscles in your lower leg and those stabilizing muscles that you you don't often uh, work or that don't get worked as much. So uh, another thing you can do is just start to roll at your calf and your Achilles with a foam roller. So don't do it too aggressively. Um, Same thing with stretching. You don't want to overdo it. It may be an inflexibility issue, but most likely shin splints is going to be caused from, it's going to be an overuse injury. So that has just come up because you're doing too much too soon, like I was saying. Another workout you can do is your ABCs with your feet. So once again, you balance on one foot, and with your foot that's in the air, go through the alphabet and draw the letters A through Z with your foot that's off the ground, and 
That's really going to work out your tibialis anterior, which is the muscle that runs along the top of your shin. And another workout that you can do is eccentric heel dips to help strengthen your calf. So if you think of a calf raise, this is the opposite where you have your toes hanging on a ledge or a stair and you focus on going down really slowly in the downward motion of a calf raise instead of forcefully pushing up like a, ca a normal calf raise. Be sure to bring your heel lower than what your toes are. Uh, that's why you have to be on a stair or a ledge. So do these eccentric heel dips to strengthen your calf and your Achilles more. And another thing, simply just walking around on your heels can also help strengthen your tibialis anterior, just giving you that extra layer of protection against shin splints. You can spend just 5 to 10 minutes per day doing these exercises, along with some lower weight-bearing activities during that second week, just to help get your body used to these lower impact forces before jumping fully back into running. So during that second week, when you're doing those strength training exercises that I just mentioned, you can also start to run on a treadmill at a very slow pace, but with the incline up at a very high incline, just so the impact force isn't as high, or just doing five to 10 minutes of easy running with some walking built in, but on a softer surface like some grass or a turf field. So doing that uh, during that time when you're just letting your shins heal and doing the, during the second week, you're incorporating those strength training exercises while slowly getting back to running. I would also recommend icing and just put an ice pack on your shin. Don't apply it directly to your skin. You know, have a paper towel or something between the ice and your shin, but ice for 10 to 15 minutes at a time. Some studies are pretty conflicted on this if ice is going to help or not. So I recommend finding what works best for you. Another option that you can do is wear compression sleeves or compression socks. I was doing some research actually before this episode and I couldn't find any scientific studies that showed compression helped heal shin splints, but it can make running a little bit more bearable and comfortable because it just helps stabilize everything a little bit more and it may increase blood flow slightly. But as I mentioned, there isn't any hardcore scientific evidence uh, supporting the claims many compression companies make about shin splints. So once again, compression is one of those things that you have to experiment with and see if it works for you. If you're a believer in compression and icing, stick with it. But if you're not, don't feel like you have to go buy the most expensive compression socks out there. And at the beginning of all this, it's also a good idea to check with your doctor to see if you can start adding calcium supplements just to help strengthen your bones. But uh, one last thing that some runners do have success with when they are returning back to running after having shin splints is possibly using an orthotic or an insole. So that's just going to help give your foot a little bit more support and act as a better shock absorber inside your shoe. And of course, replacing your shoes can be beneficial, but most of the time, it's an overuse injury and shin splints isn't directly caused from a specific shoe. So on the back to the kind of biomechanical side of things, the best thing you can do that we kind of addressed earlier is to just increase your cadence or how many steps you're taking per minute. So as you're running your next run, your next normal easy run, and you're just going at your normal pace, have a stopwatch on hand, and then once you start, 
once you start the stopwatch, count how many times your feet hit the ground in a minute and then multiply that by two and you get that number, then try increasing it by about 10%. So focus on that faster cadence uh, for part of your runs. Don't do it the entire run and don't become obsessed with it, but just a few minutes each run and try to get about 10% higher than what it was the original time you counted it. So increasing that cadence is going to spread out the force a little bit more horizontally and it's going to decrease the vertical oscillation in your stride, which is basically just how much bouncing you have each step or how much moving up and down. So less up and down movement means less impact and stress coming down on your shins. So to recap everything that I kind of mentioned, shin splints is such a common injury among runners. About 30 to 40% of runners actually experience shin pain every year. Shin splints, first and foremost, it's an overuse injury, so it's most likely being caused from increasing your mileage or your volume or intensity too quickly. You can be back to running in as little as two weeks for most people, and during those two weeks, I recommend taking the first week completely off of running and focus on cross-training and non-weight-bearing activities like swimming, biking, or getting on the elliptical to help keep your cardio up. And during that second week, it's important to do more strength training exercises, things like single leg balances, do your ABCs with your foot um, that's in the air when you're balancing on one foot, and then also just walking on your heels just to help strengthen your tibialis anterior and also do eccentric heel dips. And lastly, doing things like foam rolling your calf and light stretching in general can be beneficial for some people. And during that second week also of just uh, after taking that first week completely off from running, you can also try to incorporate some low weight bearing activities like jogging very slowly on a treadmill with the incline up so that the impact force isn't as high or just doing some walk runs with mostly walking with a little bit of jogging for just 10 to 15 minutes every other day during the second week, but try to do it on a softer surface. Then when you return back to running after doing all that, I would start with less than 50% or right around 50% of your overall running volume um, that you were doing pre-injury and slowly build back up. Replacing your shoes, of course, can also be beneficial if they are pretty worn or if you've worn them for more than three to 500 miles. But remember, shin splints is most likely caused from a training error. So be sure to cut back on your intensity, um, but you can also experiment with things like compression socks, icing, and orthotics. But research is pretty conflicted on if those things uh, truly help or not. So as always, find out what works best for you. Well, thank you guys for joining in to this episode. I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your day. If you have any questions or you're more interested in what we offer here at True Potential Running, check out our website at truepotentialrunning.com. Have a great day.